Your On The Mark podcast is loading now. The On The Mark podcast is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company, family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, on Routes 11 and 15 Hummel's Wharf. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark, Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. Greetings, everyone. I'm Mark Lawrence. <laughs> I knew you. I knew it. You're so predictable. Well, you're predictable. I know exactly what you're going to say at the opening of the show. Like what? Well, good morning. I'm Mark Lawrence. Across from me is uh, the mayor of Shemokin Dam, Joe McGran, and our wonderful producers, Lynn Hall. Or is Lynn over there today? Yep. Lynn's there. Okay. Yep. I thought I saw her over there. Okay. Uh, give us a call. We're brought to you by the Sunbury Motor Company. Uh, be sure to include the keywords OTM in your text. Email us at onthemarketwkok.com. That's not what I was going to say today. Oh, really? What were you going to say? <laughs> Tell me. Uh, if you wish to text us, our telephone number is, or our text number is 70236, but you have to include the keyword OTM. And uh, you can email us at onthemarketwkok.com. You didn't say anything about the email. Yes, and I you, did. That was the last thing I said. Go to the can, tape. And you get on. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, we have a. Yeah, there's not a single piece of tape in I this know. building anywhere anymore. But they still, it's in, indicative of let's check the record. Let's go to the tape. If well, I said go to the skimmer, that wouldn't really <laughs> that would tell help. people much. Which one? Yeah, we got a couple of them going now. So uh, let's see. The uh, What was I going to say? Oh, tape. Oh, yeah, I still use tape on WKOK in the morning. Do you really? Yeah, one of our weather jingles is still on a cart player, a machine that uses tape. So sounds fabulous. It's a great cart player. John Keller keeps it in perfect working order. So Unfortunately, John hasn't been with us <laughs> well, for quite a while. He's a little behind, so, but uh, yeah, what a guy. God rest him. So, uh, Great engineer. All right. On the Mark is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. Did you mention that? Check yes, I did. Check them out at sunburymotors.com. Didn't mention that. All right. Well, now we're, now we're 100% up to date. 570-743-9565 is Stan's number to dial up to give me always first on the show, so we always appreciate that. Always having a good caller standing by. And we can talk about other things. The governor has a budget yesterday, and to end the kumbaya between Governor Shapiro and the Republicans, they said it will lead to financial failure, fiscal failure, I think, in Pennsylvania, so they're not too happy about that. Well, I did notice this is one thing I think the Republicans may have a point here, is that the governor is spending $300 million more million than last year, but the Independent Fiscal Office in Harrisburg says we'll have $300 million fewer dollars to spend this year, so maybe the governor sees something that that office doesn't? Or well, the people rather resoundingly elected Governor Shapiro, so I'd say he has earned the right to have what he wants to try tried. Oh, and speaking of overwhelmingly uh, electing Governor Shapiro, we had some good news for Republicans. Uh, for the uh, 300 individuals who voted for Doug Mastriano, you are going to get a chance to vote for him again. Oh, what's he running for now? Uh, hold on. It's U.S. Senate ought to be the answer, but uh, oh, really? have a longer well, He's going to run against Bob Casey? Uh, well... That ought to be a bloodbath. <laughs> yeah, Casey's gone down. <laughs> no, I don't think so. <laughs> All right, anyway. Uh, the Philadelphia Inquirer reporting today that State Senator 
to Doug Mastriano, the MAGA firebrand who lost the Pennsylvania governor's race last year by double digits, is considering a run for U.S. Senate in 2024, according to an article in today's Politico. And this uh, article was in the Inquirer yesterday, so that would be Tuesday's Politico. Uh, quote, what do you do with a movement of 2.2 million, he told Politico in an interview referring to the number of people who voted for him in his unsuccessful bid against Democrat Josh Shapiro. We're keeping it alive, unquote. Mastriano says he's praying about whether to run in 2024, and he says he's looking to God and his wife, Rebbe, for counsel. U.S. Senator Bob Casey's widely expected to run for re-election in 2024. God must be getting mixed signals because I'm praying he doesn't run. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm sorry, but, you know, it's here like you sp- have a guy who loses by double digits mm-hmm. in a statewide race, and he's going to enter another statewide race, not against somebody else who has not been, you know, serving in that position. Right, an unknown, basically. <laughs> an he's going to run against, a, what, a four-term, three-term incumbent who has uh, been very popular. Right, yeah, and has the Casey name and has right. just uh, has brought back a lot of federal dollars to communities. So you see uh, Senators Casey in Philadelphia and Pittsburgh with bridge money and uh, water treatment plant money or CSVT yeah, money. Well, yeah, he is actually very visible and very much around the area. I mean, you know, Senator Casey has a great staff. He has great people working for him. He shows up. He does the job. You know, maybe you don't like his politics. Maybe you think he's, uh, you know, too liberal. Well, but I think he most does of the, his, he does the job. Most of his ultra liberal viewpoints don't have much impact. They kind of get proposed in Washington, and they don't go anywhere. Like he's a big supporter of Reggie, but that's uh, nationally. But that's not going to happen. And um, you know, really, really pushing for more alternative energies in Pennsylvania. But you know, there's only so much money to go around. So. I'll tell you who. Uh, who should run again, and uh, that's terrible. I can't think of his name, and that's the Republican from Columbia County who ran uh, against Dr. Oz in the primary. McCormick. Mr. McCormick, McCormick yeah. Mr. McCormick ought to run again. Yeah, Dave McCormick. Dave yeah. McCormick, yeah. I'm Slowly coming back to me. <laughs> right. Well, and I hope we're not, we haven't seen the last of him. Oh, he'd be a good U.S. Senate candidate. He would be. He would Senator be. Casey. I still think Casey would win that. Casey name plus still probably carries something. Been, yeah, I'm sorry. I voted for Dr. Oz. I supported Dr. Oz, but I think if McCormick had been the nominee, we wouldn't have Fetterman in Washington in the hospital. Right. Well, and you also said that uh, uh, Fetterman's staff said he had had bouts of clinical depression, significant depression in the past, and we didn't yes. know that? No, he didn't release that. He didn't release any of his medical history. Okay, so that's Despite probably Despite the fact Dr. Oz did and every other candidate has, he didn't. It's become common today. Right. Anyway, um, you know, there's, okay. there's big big doings about uh, the, the uh, videos that the Republicans got their hands on. Um, well, just Tucker. He gave them to Tucker, Tucker and right. only Tucker. And Doug says uh, he Doug wrote yesterday saying the mainstream media wasn't covering the videos that they were showing, but he says disregard my email yesterday about not hearing anything from the news networks about the January sixth video shown on Tucker Carlson. Now I see they are losing their minds over this. I'm laughing at the CNNs and other media outlets saying it's unfair that McCarthy gave the video footage to Tucker only, and that he is now being selective and cherry picking footage that fits his narrative. Literally laughing out loud. That's exactly why Tucker is showing these videos. Because for the last two years, the media and the phony January 6th committee did exactly what they are accusing Tucker of, cherry-picking videos that support their narrative. They ran the same loop of videos over and over again, even though we knew there were thousands 
of hours of more video footage. They wanted this footage sealed for years so that the truth of January 6th wouldn't come out. But now it is coming out, and the left and the media are scared that their narrative that January 6th was a deadly insurrection is falling apart. We have also have EB weighing in on this with an entirely different take. Okay, <laughs> so we'll look at that a little bit later. Thank yep. you, Doug. Yeah, a lot of Republicans uh, still believe uh, Tucker and Hannity that it was legitimate political discourse and it was just normal tourist action. Uh, and they even uh, Tucker is now contradicting yeah, what the police know, said you that, know that day. Tourists always go into Nancy Pelosi's office and steal her computer. I mean, that's just normal tourist activity. This I is know. the classic <laughs> example. My lovely bride and I traveled to Philadelphia a couple of years ago. The first time I saw a police officer there, I grabbed a fire extinguisher and hit him on the back of the head because that's what normal tourists do. So, yeah. yes, absolutely. I went and hit the Liberty Bell with a hammer to see if I could make it ring. And when you see a flag <laughs> staff and a police officer, what do you do? Well, I grab the staff and you stab, stab the police officer exactly. with it. Sure. It's normal political. Tourist activity. Normal political discourse. So, yeah, Doug, you are 100% right. Uh, the alternative, what do they call it, alternative I don't world think it, or something? I, it, it's not. To me, it's not an insurrection. It was a riot. That's well, what it sure. was, a riot, yes. Well, there were some insurrectionists there, dozens of them, but that doesn't make the whole well, thing Well, there are insurrectionists in Atlanta trying to stop the police, what they call the police city, from being built. You know, I, I was waiting to see if any of our liberal friends were outraged about this, as they are about January 6th, the, that they set through Molotov cocktails at police, oh, firemen. Yep. Boy, Eby's got quite the... Yeah, uh, she does. We'll have to wait on that one. It's a little bit over our email word limit, but uh, we'll try to get to it as time permits. But we got the angry men lined up. We start with Stan. Good morning, sir. You're on the mark. Good morning. How about those Jan 6 videos that are being released by Tucker? Aren't they awesome? Have you watched any of them? No, I must admit, yeah, I don't watch I, Tucker Carlson. Yeah, I didn't watch so it on Fox. Seen. I saw some of the huh? excerpts on CNN. Well, and what did you see on CNN? Just what they wanted you to see, not the truth. So let's start with one episode that they talked about. The Senator Hawley was running for his life out of the one room, right? By himself. Isn't that what the narrative was at the time? I don't recall that. Yeah, who knows? You tell that us. was the narrative at the time, and they had it in the committee, Harry. They showed that clip, and everybody was laughing at Senator Hawley because he was running like a little girl as a coward, they said, basically. But the truth be told, he was the last one out of the room. As the video shows, a lot of people were being escorted out of that room, and he was the last one out. But the clip that they selectively edited showed him being the only one coming out of that room. Imagine that. And that's what the January 6th committee broadcast all over the place. What's the that's bottom just line? one example. Stan, what's the bottom line? The bottom line is we were fed a pile of horse dung by the committee. <laughs> they selectively edited down 40-some thousand hours of videotape to 11 minutes of what they wanted to show. Yes, I will not argue that there were idiots there be creating violence, and Mr. Sitnik, the officer, was not killed on January 6th. He died of natural causes three or four days later, according to the autopsy report by the medical examiner. Okay? And it's what they continue to die. He was not hit on the back of the head with a fire series, because the videotapes Tucker has it there. After when he was supposedly hit and killed, he's still out walking amongst the crowd. Wow. So, what else are we being lied to about? 
Well, is it possible that if you're saying the January 6th committee distorted the evidence presented to them, is it possible that Tucker Carlson is distorting the evidence well, to his his point of view? And, w- and, and, w- and which 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 evidence is he distorting? Well, he's only picking, picking the non-violent picking the non-violent scenes of the of what happened. Oh no no no! He showed the violence coming in where they're breaking the windows and and, and the crowd outside attacking some of the cops. He shows that. It's on there. All right, so you so need the to media watch is, it. The media if you don't biased. watch it, you won't know. <laughs> and the well, media I, is biased. Now we, admit, let's just stipulate. I've seen MSNBC run that same scene over and over and over again where they're shattering the their plastic poles and, yeah, and waving the uh, flag exactly. poles people. Yeah. And that was, that was 100% wrong. It shouldn't have happened. But it did. And there's another one. Mr. Ray Epps, one of the instigators of the thing and probably an FBI plant, <laughs> lied in his testimony to the to the, to the committee. He said that he left the area at a certain time, and there's proof that he didn't leave the area at a certain time. And he's the one that says that he instigated it. Instigated what? Ex- what? What did he instigate? The, the start of the in. conflict. He was one of the instigators to tell people, go in, go in, go in. And then he never supposedly went in. And he texted his nephew saying, yep, I, I caused this to happen. He's bragging about it. So first what happened there? And, and, and this guy is nowhere to be found. Well, some of these people are on the lam. I saw a story that a couple of them have run away that have been indicted or were considering to be indicted. You have the young lady from Harris, the Harrisburg area who was accused of stealing Nancy Pelosi's computer. Uh, she's going to trial, I think, she, very shortly. Okay. You know, okay. so there are obviously people who did bad stuff that day. Oh, and, to say, yeah. and to try and whitewash the- it either way. I mean, let's face it, maybe the media exaggerated some of the bad stuff or focused on the bad stuff, but that doesn't mean the bad stuff didn't happen, and that doesn't mean we didn't have a terrible situation down there that would make any sane person ashamed to be an American. I'm not arguing with you on that, Joe. There is idiots down there. I will not (laughs) argue that statement, but the way they're portraying it is a lie, okay? Okay. Is it any worse than all of summer 2020 when the Black Lives Matter and Antifa were burning the cities, attacking the White House? burning the churches and all that stuff, was there any difference between that? I want to know, because in my opinion, there's no difference. No, it's all bad. I mean, I'm not arguing with you, but, you know, people say that the the problem here is that they assaulted the institutions of our republic. <laughs> no, no. Our democracy, Joe, get oh, no. it right. No, I'm it's not our getting it right. democracy is are, what they keep saying. We are a republic, not a democracy. I understand that, and I agree with that. But that's not the, that's right, not the narrative. Call. It's destroying our democracy, attacking the democracy. All right, we got you, Stan. Right. Thank you so much for calling in. Much <laughs> so appreciated, sir. think about it. I like to stir the pot. So you all have a great day. Thank hey, you for you stirring. Too. I think the stick is sufficiently stirred. stirred. <laughs> okay. <laughs> We're swirled and not stirred. Okay. We're shaken and not stirred. All right, stand by, Mr. Mr. Eric, our next caller, standing by. Mm-hmm. When car repairs get difficult. Well, I, I just don't know. Um, me neither. We get good. Sunbury Motors. More than quality new and used cars, Sunbury Motors specializes in complicated auto repair diagnosis. They can handle intricate repairs and even complete auto body with service open Monday through Friday, 7 till 4. And Sunbury Motors has made simple repairs easy. Maintaining your vehicle is necessary. Finding the time to do it is difficult. Welcome to Sunbury Motors Quick Lane. Open 7 till 4, Monday through Friday. Just walk in or call ahead. Relax in their remodeled waiting room with Wi-Fi, beverages, and snacks. Will Sunbury Motors factory train techs take care of 
your oil change, tire alignments, brakes, and inspections. Quick Lane, 630 to 6, Monday through Friday, Saturday, 630 till 2. Sunbury Motors, Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. We take the mm. Mm. out of auto repair. Hi. All right, let's get right to Eric, who's been patiently waiting for weeks. Mr. Eric, you're on the mark. Go right ahead. Good morning, gentlemen. Thank you for taking my call. You're welcome. Um, Goodbye. Bye. Have a nice one. Bye. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Good night. Um, Stan and, and the world of Trumpers out there can try to spin and whatever they want. Uh, isn't it interesting that now um, Fox News is trying to spin the January 6th at the same time they're defending themselves in court for the public statements about the uh, election being uh, needing to be overturned. Yeah, what's the there? connection? I don't see that. I'm not sure what it would be. Maybe to show well, that it, lies it, or the way they do business. Spin, right? It's trying to, you know, sleight of hand. If we can put the, uh, just like any magician or, you know, uh, try to put the attention somewhere else so you can fool around and not be seeing the other side. Okay. Uh, Stan can say whatever he wants. Oh, that person, that person wasn't running for his life on his own. Oh, he went out last. The bottom line is, our, our elected representatives were running for their lives. They barricaded themselves into the House chamber, I believe it was, and a woman was shot and killed at point-blank range because she was leading a charge of insurrectionists to try to break into the halls of Congress. Those are the irrefutable facts. People are dead. Now, you can say that whether that policeman died as a result of that injury or not, but he is also dead. Other policemen were injured. The great Republican backers who want to back the police, but in this case, they want to blame the police. Oh, it's their fault it happened. People are dead. The halls of Congress were attacked. I kept all the footage. It was there live as it happened. It wasn't recreated. It wasn't sleight of hand. It was live cameras as it happened. But but I think what the point point is, Eric, is that, that there were some people there who got you know, had nothing to do with it at all. And everybody who's been there is being tarred with a brush that maybe they don't deserve to be tarred with. Anyone who came inside the barriers, which was said to keep them out, is guilty of, of trespassing at least. But what about the officers? Insurrection. What about the police officers who let them in? And there is ev- video evidence that some of them were let in. So, so you're, you're going to blame the police officers? No, like no, they no, no, no. You don't get away with that. No, no, no. They let. <laughs> no, no. The, that's what you're saying. If you're the saying. officer let them in, uh, he didn't think they were a threat. He wouldn't well, they were have on all four sides of the officers. Or, or did he see that, there. hey, I can do two things. I can pull out my gun and shoot these people and kill them, or I can get out of the way and save my own life and, and try to prevent bloodshed. And hopefully his when other was, officers inside would prevent them. He was also surrounded he, he by could, protesters, he could have pulled his gun out, so right? that's a factor. He could have pulled his right sorry, to pull what? his gun out and drop three or four of them. The cop that opened doors was surrounded by protesters on all sides, so it wasn't just like he was the only one in the room and decided to open the door. He was already surrounded on three sides, and he opened the door probably to prevent more damage or more bloodshed to get through the doors. But again, Joe, you're blaming. You're blaming. You're trying to say no, that not. this is all, no, all part no, of the no, police no. officer. Not at all. Eric, get the beans out of your ears. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that it not everybody deserves to be tarred with the insurrectionist brush or even the rioter brush. There were people there who thought they were just going to support what they believe was their president who had been 
badly abused by the system, if you will. <laughs> Lying to them for weeks. That's what they believed, you know, and and whether it's right or wrong, they believed it. They, they went there to support him. They did not riot. They did not harm anyone. They went home peacefully. But the the, the t- Dan wants to say that this was all a sham. He's trying to paint with a broad brush and say no, this was he, all a sham. He's that not at all. Happen. You didn't hear him. He said he acknowledges. Uh, no, I did. He tried to say at you. He, there were hundreds. He acknowledged. And the bottom line is, and you can't refute this: people died. <laughs> all right, the hundreds of Congress were attacked. Up. And a woman was shot at point blank now, range people, she was trying people to didn't get in die. after people. people and she is dead. People didn't die, Eric. Person died. A person. No, two died because that police officer is also dead, isn't he? But he didn't die as the result of the incident. How do you know he doesn't didn't mm. die as a result well, of the How do you know he did? Did you see the autopsy? How do you know he did? He said he died of natural causes. Yeah, he stopped breathing. <laughs> but he wasn't injured. You know, oh, he walked away. Doesn't mean he wasn't hit. A police officer's dead. You think, okay, Joe, you believe that it was purely coincidence that, you know, you, you cannot refute what happened. I'm, bottom line is, and people, as time goes on, will try to, as we get closer to the next election, will try to minimize this. And it's my, I will not allow it. I have the footage. It chilled me to my bone. It, it scared me as much as seeing the 9-11 attack scared me because it was an attack on our republic. Eric, Eric, here's one for you. One of our listeners says, Eric, the insurrection was the worst thing ever, unquote, except for one thing, it didn't happen. Riots are bad, and Eric won't announce Black Lives Matter. All right, thank you so much, no, I Eric. Think, I think that they went over the top with that, too. And, Joe, I also believe what happened down in Atlanta was terrible. My son, my grandson, and my uh, daughter-in-law live outside of Atlanta. Right. Anytime you throw, anytime anyone is throwing Molotov cocktails at police or who who are legitimately trying to do the job, that's terrible. Oh, I agree with you there. All right, we got you. Thank you so much, sir. Thanks for calling in. One of our texters says thirty million dollars was needed to fix the Capitol after the Trump insurrection. I don't think Republicans care. Much. Most Republicans, most care. Republicans care about that. Then, Eric, irrefutable facts are that the Democrats lied and aren't pulling putting out all the facts. Not spending anything, Eric. The tapes. Tell the story that you're too blind to see. <laughs> Isn't that funny? <laughs> Somebody calling a Democrat blind when they say, oh, Trump, the election was stolen and there was no riot at the Capitol on January 6th. <laughs> now those Democrats are lying. <laughs> okay. Mike, you're on the mark. Go right ahead. Yeah, hey, uh, they're saying the insurrection was the greatest threat to our democracy. That's a serious charge. But the people that are saying that, why aren't they asking why were our intelligence agencies so impotent in detecting this in advance and stopping it before it happened. Okay, that, that's the one question I have to them. And another question, if you're worried, and again, I don't want to sound crass here, but if you want to keep bringing up the person that uh, was shot at the uh, insurrection, so to speak, why aren't they demanding that we do something about the 100,000 people a year dying from fentanyl? Uh, and I'm waiting for answers, but I know I'll never hear it from them. Okay, I watched the uh, chairman of the Fed speak before uh, Congress yesterday, and uh, I want to bring up the dichotomy between the two sides. We had a Republican on there that brought up the fact that in January 21, when Biden took office, the consumer price index was 1.4%. One year later, the consumer price index had risen to 75 and then just this March, it was 8.5. So inflation is basically raging. 
Okay, that's my opinion. I, I don't know what the experts are saying. So the, the Republican was questioning Powell and saying, you know, you're you're raising rates and you know potentially to you know increase unemployment and hurt the economy to bring down inflation, but maybe your tools aren't going to work. Why don't we look at you know this administration increasing the supply of energy because the energy is such a component of this inflation. And uh, of course, Powell said, "Well, I'm not here to point fingers and, 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 and side skirt skirted that." So, you know, my my question is this: We want to talk about the insurrection and, and whatever the flavor of the day is, Trump. But the reality is, the most pain that's being created right now to the, especially the people in the lower end of the income uh, range and the people on fixed incomes like myself and my wife, is this inflation, and. My position is we are not doing what's necessary to fight inflation and, 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 and take this burden off of the people on low incomes and on fixed incomes, because I do believe that this government is really in the business of creating government dependency with program after program. And it wouldn't surprise me to see uh, Biden uh, propose some inflation relief checks coming out here before the election. That's my rant for the day. Okay, well, thank you for sharing your rant of the day with us. All right, we got you. Thank you so much, sir. <laughs> thank you so much, sir. Have, have a good so let me, just, let me just ask you, did either <laughs> one of you have a chance done. to look at the uh, Fed uh, thing yesterday? No, no, I didn't have a chance to look at it, but I heard the reports on it, so. Yeah, the, the reports that I heard, and, and again, I was, uh, I was listening to the opposition media, that the Democrats ruled the day. And, and I just want to say there was one other thing that I noticed. The Republican was really interested in getting inflation down and what could be done. And the, the Democrat that spoke next, what he was concerned most about was racial inequality on the Federal Reserve Board. There you go. There you have it right there. Spells it out in a word. All what right. are the Republicans interested in? What are the Democrats interested in? All right. We got okay. you, sir. Thank Thanks. you so much. Take care now. Uh, yep, have a good one. Dale, you're going to get 30 seconds. Go right ahead. You can hold or call back I later. I just want to say, you know, <laughs> it seems like free thought. All media and all government is against free thought because <clears throat> Tucker Carson laid out, you know, what happened. And you have the freedom to think for yourself. Same thing with 9-11. They did not put, put all the evidence out for us to judge for ourselves. So... I just think our, we're on the very edge. I think our government... Can you imagine our government leads us into a war right now with people we have leading our government? That would be bad. So let's avoid war at all costs. Thank you, sir. Thanks for calling in. Much yeah. appreciated. Nope. Thanks for hanging up on us, Dale. Wow. <laughs> the jingle's sounding. He has good reason. Call back, Dale. I know you got more to say, and uh, you got to tie a lot of loose pieces together for us, and only you can do that. You're listening to News Radio 1070 WKOK Sunbury. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark, Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. All right, welcome back to the WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show On the Mark. Here's our opening ramble. I'm a rambler. 
You're a rambling man. Yeah, I'm a Nash rambler. On the market sponsor of the Sunbury Motor Company. Check them out at sunburymotors.com. Call us now if you wish to weigh in on whether Tucker's telling the truth or not or just doing selective video. 570-743-9565. That's 570-743-WKOK. You can email us at onthemarkatwkok.com and text us at 70236. Include the keyword OTM. Bill has been patiently waiting through the break, so he goes first. Then we'll do some news headlines. Good morning, sir. Always glad you're there. Good morning. You're on the air. Hey, good morning, gentlemen. Hey, Stephen Sun, Capitol Chief Police on January 6th, right? And it, it's been documented and proven that normal protocol, when there's an event like that, and he stated he requested overtime to his superior, he requested normal barriers for his this uh, get-together, which was protocol, and was everything was denied by uh, Pelosi. Pelosi was in charge. The Speaker House was in charge of the security for the Capitol Police. Everything was denied, right? That is documented and is on video from interviews from uh, Chief Sun. Now, they infiltrated, the Antifa-type people infiltrated <laughs> and charged and whatnot, and... Now, the, the bomber, the fake bomber, right, they have 40,000 videos or whatever they have, right? But when they went and got the, the video for that particular bomber from the same cameras, it is distorted in the time lapse, say, like it takes a picture every, like, two seconds or every five seconds. The video is distorted, and, it, and, and it's taken, like, every minute. Like, they, they, the, uh, the, the, the corrupt internal whatever <laughs> there was a plant with the bomber this is fact man you gotta you gotta research it and and the video that they turned in is you can't you can't visibly see nothing you can't see nothing the what bomber right when the for that particular event but the same cameras born other times have perfect vision that, that that's a fact and and the the he retired two days later january 7th because and he stated that due to all his requests were denied. She denied the overtime. She denied the the defensing. Everything and and this is what the Democrats are crying. They're crying because they're going to be exposed. They've been exposed on on every level. The PP tape, uh, uh, the phone call for impeachment, and still that the if you follow Ben Dunn Biden follow the money with his laptop that you don't hear nothing all they talk about is putting this guy in office again because he he he, he he's a figurehead no one will no one will take the, the, the that position because they're going down and, and, and they're being exposed at the highest level I remember January 6th was going to have a component that looked at uh, warnings and responses, but I think they said they had several several of the segments were going to be private and others were going to be public. You know, of course, we did see the public-facing ones, but I never heard what was the outcome of the private one where they looked into security and sort of what you're talking about in the responses. Apparently, Mitch McConnell also had a role in that, that. and there were other people, police and the the National Guard and the mayor who 
had asked for people, and they said that they didn't get uh, you know any ask or a proper response when they did ask either. So, yeah, I think that's open. Well, and I, Republicans say they're going to open this up and re- do a uh, GOP version of the January sixth. So I would have to think that that would come factual out. Factual version. Factual version. Right. Okay. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. Well, I think we're starting to find. But they that. have the evidence. They have the video. Yeah. They're not. It's not going to be cut. Like when they distorted that bomber video. And that that has been verified. It's been distorted and tampered with. Gotcha. It's yeah, been verified. I mean, okay, that's funny. Okay. How we, could our? How could they? They could track you to, to within one step of where you're sitting, but they can't. They they can't get the uh, the, the stuff on that bomber. And it was it's all fake and planet. But we got a lot of misinformation going here. So corruption at the highest level. I, I mean, Pelosi was in charge of that. And, I got to get you off the phone. <laughs> and, and getting back to that uh, plastic plant, a uh, that uh, the commissioners didn't know about it. Wolf gave it the approval. I read up on it. They did a they did a a plaque. Uh, they did like a little plant they built in Texas, like a, a model, like a smaller version, and they were running that, and that's what sparked this project here. Uh, so they did it on a small scale, and then now they're going to do it on this massive, huge scale. But uh, Wolf and all the commissioners were totally aware of everything, So, from what I read. Yeah, and, I, don't, uh, I don't think anybody's saying that uh, people in, in high places aren't familiar with it. I, th- I don't think anybody's asking that. I think what uh, Daniel Burrard's doing is standing up for lay people who say they have unanswered questions. Well, I guess he's an elected leader, too. But he has unanswered well, for- questions. From what I read, the average pay is going to be like seventy thousand out of that place, seventy or seventy-five thousand. I, I, I want to see that. that, that they're on their website. That's what they're That's saying. Probably like like a Merck and Company Cherokee plant. They ultra train you and ultra pay you, so you stay. And we'll find out. <laughs> yeah. All right. Thanks for calling in, Bill. Thanks, good, Bill. Always right. good Have to hear from uh, everybody out there. All right. Well, that opens up the phones. We'd love to hear from you. 570-743-9565. You, know, you can email us at onthemark at wkok.com and text us at 70236. We do have some brief news headlines. Yesterday, after we had Northumberland Mayor Daniel Berard on our program, Jennifer Wakeman contacted the newsroom at our request. Uh, she heads the drive, the region's economic development entity that owns the one-point-acre site on which Encina hopes to build a $1.1 billion facility. Only a one-acre site? A 101-acre. Oh, you did I say one? 101-acre okay. site. 101. Uh, Executive Director Jennifer Wickman says protecting the environment has been at the forefront of every conversation with Encina starting in 2021 when they narrowed their site selection. She says Encina is also going through a rigorous permitting process with DEP and other agencies to ensure the facility meets or exceeds the requirements. You can hear more from uh, Encina tomorrow morning, 8.30. At least one representative from the company is going to call in, and they might even have uh, two of their eggheads on board with the f- actual facts that uh, people are oh, looking gonna for. You're going to get in trouble calling people eggheads again. Oh, that's right. Uh, egghead means ultra-smart people. I that know that's what you think it means, but some formed. people find that offensive. Okay, right. Including members of Congress. It's like <laughs> some members. I called 
damn user an egghead to his face, and he was happy, and he called back the next day. So oh, did okay. it didn't bother him. He, he can handle it. All right. Uh, tragic uh, information today. This is uh, the sort of the rest of the story. Names are out on those teenage brothers killed in that car crash earlier this week in Snyder County. It was 17-year-old Josiah Wenger and 14-year-old Gabriel Wenger died in the crash on Route 104 Monday morning. State police say their car collided with a pickup truck around 7 a.m. Their parents are Melinda and Gerald Wenger of Middleburg. Viewing times are set up uh, for Thursday at a few times and funeral services on uh, Friday. Governor Josh Shapiro delivered his first budget address in a joint session of uh, the Pennsylvania legislature yesterday. Our correspondent Mark Sims has that story. Governor Josh Shapiro says his more than $44 billion spending plan is a common sense budget which speaks to the needs of the people of Pennsylvania. This budget lowers costs and cuts taxes. It cuts red tape and speeds up permitting and supports business. It strengthens our communities and strives to keep them safer and more just. It protects our environment and invests in public health. And it starts the long process of making our education system more fair. Among other highlights, Shapiro is proposing to eliminate the state cell phone tax, expand the property tax rent rebate program, increase the state's minimum wage to $15 an hour, and provide a $2,500 tax credit for new police officers, teachers, and nurses. Mark Sims, News Radio 1070 WKOK. Legislative Republicans held a news conference shortly after the budget address and called Shapiro's proposal to draw down the state's surplus and rainy day fund by $11 billion over the next five years, a return to deficit spending in full force following the end of the federal pandemic era aid. They said, quote, this puts the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania on a path for financial failure, unquote. That was Representative Seth Grove, a Republican from York County, who noted that some economists predict a recession and that Pennsylvania residents are struggling with the effect of inflation. Now, uh, let's see, Representative Scott Martin of Lancaster, the Senate Appropriations Committee chairperson, said, quote, this budget is actually outspending revenues. Martin said, noting that the Independent Fiscal Office has forecast revenues not increasing, but declining $300 million next year. They also criticized uh, Shapiro for not including lifeline scholarships in his budget that supports giving funding to parents to get kids out of the highest struggling or the lowest, I guess, struggling school districts in the state to into better performing schools. So this will be an interesting negotiation. They're not too far apart or not too close. WHTM is reporting there will be some good news for some Ford owners if this goes through. A bill that would allow cars like the Ford Bronco to drive on Pennsylvania roads without doors unanimously passed the state Senate Tuesday the bill introduced by a senator says this legislation will align Pennsylvania with the rest of the nation regarding doorless driving. Uh, he says, I'm pleased my Senate colleagues uh, will vote in favor of this. Of course, it will go to the state house. Well, why don't you wait till you're on a narrow street and one-way street and somebody's coming down the street. Throw your car door open right as they get there and you'll be doorless driving. <laughs> okay, the same way. <laughs> right. Right. Okay. Yeah. Or just open your door at the wrong time when you're parallel parking. Oh, right. that's true. Yeah, parallel parking. Pull 
Probably now from a parallel line. Right. Uh, let's see. Philadelphia Inquirer reporting. Oh, I did read this. That's Doug Mastriano who might run for U.S. Senate against Bob Casey. Uh, if you think all states in the U.S. are voting for recreational marijuana, you would be mistaken. Voters in Oklahoma have said no to legalizing recreational marijuana. Uh, Florida bill will lower the gun buying age to 18. Now, this I agree with. Finally, a change in gun laws I can agree with. In Florida, lawmakers are considering a proposal that would lower the minimum age for buying a rifle from 21 to 18. The bill would pretty much scrap any of the gun control laws imposed after the Parkland, Florida shooting. Uh, let's see. This in session. Florida lawmakers will also consider a concealed carry without a license. So, in other words, you wouldn't need like a sheriff's permit to conceal to carry. And finally, legal experts say that banning drag queens from performing in public infringes on First Amendment rights. Drag can be considered an art form. It's expressive and often comes with a positive message, uh, says a freedom of speech group. They say in a nutshell, in the fine print of a new law in Tennessee, it says that what's banned are performances harmful to minors. So, Who's uh, going to make that determination? Well, 18 I like is, the word nutshell. I think that f- figures in there prominently. <laughs> right, yeah, the Republicans that impose this. No, no. The oh, I, do it. <laughs> I got you. Okay. So they can't be lewd or sexual near anybody under the age of 18, but other Tennesseans, I love that, other Tennesseans can have family-friendly events with individuals cross-dressing if they so choose. A family-friendly cross-dressing event. Yeah, there's a All sentence right. you don't hear every day. <laughs> no, you don't. But uh, let's see. Oh, yeah. Uh, Can well, we have that's a family-friendly event without the cross-dressing? Wouldn't that make <laughs> without sense? Without cross-dressing. Oh, no. <laughs> no, we have to have cross-dressing have to in have it. it. Okay. All right. EB was kind enough to send a lengthy letter. Yes. There's nobody on the phone, so we'll read it. All right. EB, here you go. In a move that left even some conservatives baffled, Kevin McCarthy turned over all the security camera footage from January 6th to Tucker Carlson, the professional propagandist from Fox News. Unsurprisingly, he aired a selectively edited portion of that footage, making it seem like there was no real violence or destruction. Of course, there's Ample video proof of violent Trump supporters beating police officers and damaging our capital. Hours and hours of it, in fact. All of it easily accessible to anyone who wants to view it. I was heartened to see that some Republicans, including Mitch McConnell, speak out against the shameful manipulation of that footage on Fox. The big problem here is that Carlson's viewers, which clearly include many of On the Mark's regular callers, will believe his lie. We live in an age where many conservatives only believe news that comes from a conservative slant, even if there's conclusive proof to contradict what outlets like Fox peddle. They simply won't believe it. They'll brand it fake news from the lamestream media. And yes, I realize outlets like CNN and MSNBC have their biases as well. Trump won. January 6th was the most significant and horrifying political event of our time, an unpatriotic violent act carried out by thugs who stupidly believed the lies of a petty man too embarrassed to admit he lost an election, that a sizable portion of people in our country will believe the lies peddled by Tucker Carlson is sad and more than a little terrifying. 
signed EB. Yeah, he didn't want to join that uh, elite group of probably more than half the people that ever ran for president who didn't win. So well, we you know, I, th- I thought EB's letter today would be about that pervert Democrat in Harrisburg who's molesting women. You know, she Disabled. hates Republican perverts. I thought maybe she'd want to find fault with a Democratic one. Is is molesting or inappropriate touching? Is that the, always the same thing? I mean, he's well, touching me. their well, he's grabbing their leg. I don't think he's touching their I private parts per se. That's President really? Trump's. I thing. thought he was a posterior grabber. Okay, I'm yeah, not that could be allegedly. Well, Alleg- yeah, let's it, use the bad. word allegedly. But okay? he will not resign. He says he has an illness, and so he will not resign. Apparently, the illness must be related to alcohol because he admitted alcohol was part of his problem. Isn't that funny? How Republicans, if you're John Fetterman and you have an illness, oh, you should resign. You're not doing your job. But if you're Mr. Zabel in Harrisburg and you have an illness, oh no, he can stay on if he so chooses. Who said that? Who said he could stay on? I think some Democrats are calling for him to. Stay no, down. Republicans want him to stay to to resign. Right. Yeah, Republicans want him to resign. Well, they'd like like Fetterman to resign too. <laughs> right. Oh, you have an illness. Out the door you go. You're damaged. Good. Goodbye. Well, wait a second. Is it an illness to grab women and molest them? I don't know what it, the illness would be. Maybe a sex addiction of some kind or a co- impulse control problem. Would that problem? excuse the behavior? <sighs> excuse me. I have a sex compulsion. May I grope you? I don't think that would fly. It's funny how all the you know up up to now he's been a good standing Democratic member of the U.S. House no, or no, State no, House. No, 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 no. There, uh, if you Zable. read the story in Penn Live or the story you sent me this morning, if you read that story, Zable. you'll see that the word around Harrisburg was you didn't want to be left alone in a room with him if you were a woman. That was part of that story this morning. I didn't send that. Yes, you. you did. It was part of the roundup you sent me of news today. Yes. Or maybe yesterday. Well, it came to me today. <laughs> okay, well, you're a little behind. But in any event, okay, so... Well, that's what the problem was with him. Yeah, but it's funny how he developed a disease after all these women came forward and said, oh, yeah, right. he's been groping me for years. He wasn't trying to get help before it all came <laughs> Oops, out. Oops, I better get help. <laughs> but I'm still going to stay in office. Uh-huh. Well, everybody has such a tight... Uh, um, narrow minority or majority there that nobody wants to lose anybody for any purpose. Same in Congress. Look at Santos. <laughs> well, they used to say that uh, patriotism is the last refuge of a scoundrel. <laughs> so maybe treatment is the last refuge yep, of a it. molester. And admission is the first step. <laughs> All right. 570-743-9565 is the telephone number. If you'd like to weigh in on the uh, comedic goings-on in Harrisburg and Washington, but we got it all. Doug has a code to what he said earlier. Well, got, we have to read it out. Oh, after what? Yeah, after the break. Oh, okay. We'll be right back. There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake. A service technician who really knows what he's doing, they can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could chop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers, all in one. See their full, new, and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. (laughs) 
right, we're reading the art, the Pen Live article. This was actually sent out Monday night and uh, was in Pen Live Monday, and I sent it to Joe on Tuesday, not today, and he got it today, today for right. some strange reason. But in any event, uh, well, maybe my computer hung it up too, uh, not Possibly. necessarily um, your computer. But in any event, yes, it says dozens of women say they wouldn't be caught dead in a room with a zabel <laughs> because he's uh, he is uh, guilty of inappropriate but touching. In now their he opinion. realizes that he needs help, and he's right, he has a disease. Disease, right? Can I get his uh, treatment now? We ought to have to come up with a nice name for that disease. <laughs> um, it's oh, there is a name for it. They Bro- have a medicine for it. it it's called Touchafilagurlia. I was going to say it was called Gropophobia. Phobia to grope people. Grope girl. Yeah. One of our emails are sent us a note that starts out the way almost every email has started out since Joe and I have been sitting here for 15 says, years. You guys are missing the main point. <laughs> Period. <laughs> <End of speaking. laughs> Just stop there. Of this January 6th discussion. The fact that police were letting people in, showing them around, that Pelosi didn't support extra security that day, that her daughter just happened to be filming a documentary at the Capitol that day, and that Ray Epps was never arrested despite urging people to go into the Capitol. All of this shows that this was party, partly a setup. So that they could get people caught up in this and then use this against Trump. And Eric, the only person to die that day, was an unarmed woman. The police officer died a couple of days later of a stroke, and there were a couple of more officers who supposedly committed suicide, and we'll never really know exactly why. All right. Good. Thank you. Yeah, and I think uh, what he said is that this was a setup so that he could use it against Trump, and I think that is probably true, although, or not true, but I think, you know, there's a lot of people that believe that, but... Um Use it against him? How? In what way? Okay, now we have the evidence. We're going to use it against Trump. Well, he had already been defeated at that right. point. Right. He was already so. helicoptered out of town, or he would shortly be. And um, But I think it's so interesting, The you know, and I, I will say, you're going to be surprised when we hear this, I'm very disappointed in Fox and their intellectual dishonesty with respect to their, own, their own news, the fact that they are being sued. Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to evict this man and bring in the real Joe McGregor. Granahan that they are being sued for one point, I think one point six billion dollars by mm-hmm. this Dominion. Dominion, right? And the, and Fox isn't covering it. As a matter of fact, At all no, never do a story. About a matter it. of fact, on Saturday, on Sunday, and the, one of the most, I think, one of the guys with the greatest integrity in journalism is Howie Kurtz on his program, and he came right out and said, you know, people are asking why we aren't covering the Dominion lawsuit, and he said it's a fair question, and the reason I'm not not commenting on it is because I've been told by corporate not to. Well, and one of the good commentators last night uh, on one of the other stations, I, I'm sorry, I don't even remember which one, but said that the reason Tucker's doing this now is to show that saying things false to their audience, like the things they're saying about January 6th now, is part of their shtick, and that the audience expects the things to be false, and that that's not, it's not really a lie. If I have a channel that says, every time you turn on your channel and you watch us, we lie. So when we say about Dominion, well, don't believe us because well, 
everything we say is a lie, and that's why he's doing this now about January 6th. Yesterday, there was a dump of documents, uh, legal filings in the lawsuit, the things that were made public, and one of them were some texts and email exchanges between Carson and some others. Uh, among them, Carson had said... Carson said he, the attorney. Carlson, rather. Oh, said he passionate, right, passionately hates Trump in a number of private text messages. Carlson was harshly uh, critical of Trump. In one November 2020 exchange, Carlson said Trump's decision to snub Joe Biden's inauguration was so destructive. Carlson added that uh, Trump's post-election behavior was disgusting and that he was trying to look away. In another text message conversation two days before the January 6th attack, Carlson said, we are very, very close to being able to ignore Trump most nights. I can truly not wait. So, I mean, here's a guy that they're saying that he's doing all this stuff to support Trump. He hates the guy. They knew it was false, and they broadcast it So maybe, it anyway. give him credit, maybe he thinks that there is some, some cover-up here. All right. Well, give us a buzz. 570-743-9565. Uh, Chris always helps us do a finding effect. Good morning, sir. You're on the mark. Yeah. OTM is not a word, is it? No, it's in set of initials. I, I got you, I, I catch myself saying that all the time, but, you know, what can yes, I do? Yes, you say it all the time. You also say you just put it in the message. Can it go anywhere in the message, at the end, in the middle? And it has to go at the beginning. Or do you have to do it right after the number? It has to go at the beginning. At the beginning, and then you have to have a space. If you don't have a space, it won't go through. So. Uh, well, you might include that no, here. Okay. <laughs> I haven't texted you because I... I figured I really don't know how to with the OTM the way you described it. But, okay, now I know. I have to put it right after, but is there a space app between the number and the OTM, and then another space before you start the message? (laughs) It doesn't... You you type in OTM, it doesn't have to be caps or lowercase either way, and, well, it has to be one or the other, I suppose, sorry, and then a space, but no space beforehand. Okay. Probably go through if you did a space then OTM. It just searches Maybe I'll for that. Try it, but we'll see. But anyway, uh, yeah, I'm glad Joe's speaking up finally about that. I think he was even making fun of Democrats the other uh, a while ago, talking about how uh, uh, they went off their rocker about uh, Tucker getting it. And I think there's good reason for them to be upset about that myself. Yeah, I'm getting glad that you video. You seem to be kind of agreeing with that. Also, all the stuff that they're pushing now with, uh, I mean, he, you never quite got, he, he covered, he's, he's so neutral, Carlson, that you couldn't even tell he hated Trump when he supported him completely <laughs> up until then, as far as anybody knew. And, and pushed most of the things Trump said. But he hated Trump. It's nice to know that now. I'm glad you mentioned that. That was. I think uh, Hannity said something of the same kind. Yes, never he knew did. it about him either. Right. They were great buddies. In fact, they were they were coaching each other on what to say. And uh, basically, uh, Fox News has been a mouthpiece of the 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 Republican Party for a long time they would confer with the Republican leader about uh, what what to push and then to make sure everybody said the same thing all through their shows so they'd make it sound like everybody in the world was worried about that exact same thing. 
and that that's their that was their news. I mean, that, that's that's been clear. They were like that for for decades. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm glad you're finally discovering it. Well, I'm not going as oh. far as you're going, but I I do think that they've been intellectually dishonest in not covering this and in not reporting on it. Yes, journal journalistically dishonest. Yes, intellectually dishonest. And actually dishonest. <laughs> they got it all going on. <laughs> they got it all. The trifecta. Well, I, I would have a lot more respect for them if they covered, the, uh, covered it objectively. Uh, I'm sure the attorneys have told them not to do it. I'm sure that's the reason they're not doing it. But I think they owe it, owe it to the American people to report on news that involves them the same way they report on everything that involves CNN badly. I mean, they'll all, they're all over the, that. Oh. Go ahead. They're all over that like a pit bull on a poodle. And all that stuff about the <laughs> January 6th and the coward tape, nobody, uh, yes, I, nobody. I, I looked at it, and they show the officer standing there when he's running through one scene, and they show other people coming down the escalator with him and, and, uh, right afterwards that he was with a group of people. I just watched the the replay on the January 6th tape, and nobody, as far as I know, at the on the January 6th committee, and especially during the committee hearings, ever called him a coward. Uh, his newspaper did. His uh, a, a political opponent of his did, and a couple senators did. But nobody who was on the committee, and they didn't say it while they were doing the the committee hearings, as far as I can remember. So all that's phony news that Carlson is now reporting. And, of course, uh, your first caller of the day is repeating endlessly. Mm-hmm. Okay. But that's also incorrect, all as right. far as I've been able to discover. Right. Well, there's an alternate reality in, going on here, in case you haven't detected that. And, no, uh, Joe, a while ago, uh, it's been a while now, you mentioned you couldn't think of anything Corbett did that was bad. Corbett? No, I don't remember saying that. I think he did do some things that were bad. He didn't come out of his office enough. <laughs> he didn't interact with people. He was a nice guy. I met him a couple of times. He's a nice guy, but... Yeah. But you, I mentioned uh, in terms of uh, running the state and things he did, and wasn't he the one who passed and signed and suggested as a sort of pre-election gimmick to bankrupt the state because of the, 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 the we were on a high spree and stocks were way up, and he gave the the teachers all 25% raises and themselves 50% raises, or the other way around, for which we are still suffering. I think that was a Corbett thing, wasn't it? Well, I can tell you another Corbett thing was he was stuck with a billion-dollar deficit in education that Ed Rendell squandered and then wasn't available for him to, to make up. So he, he, he had that problem, too. That was at the beginning of his uh, term? That's when, yes, that was at the beginning of his term. Yeah, he only had one term. the last thing he did. Well, he also, he also got us the bypass and funding for PennDOT. Mm-hmm. So, oh, yeah, he worked on that. 
from the yeah, gas tax yeah, increase. He, he cooperated with it. I don't know how much he worked on it, but he cooperated. Well, he's the one it. that proposed it. It was, was his he? bill. It was his proposal that, that passed. You mean for the gas tax cap thingamabob For what it removal. would do. I mean, yes, and but then the the, highway what chain. it was oh. supposed to do with that money. Right. Gotcha. All right. Chris, we got to move on. Thank you so much, sir. Okay, move on. Always appreciate it. Thank you, sir. We try not to get too many facts on the show, but Chris just can't help himself. All right, we'll be right back. All right, asked a simple question. Why would Democrats make January 6th happen to make President Trump look bad? He already lost the election. Upper right-hand corner, Joe. They wanted to use January 6th against Trump so that he couldn't run again. He's exposing the total corruption in Washington. Please, guys, do yourself a favor and at least watch some of this footage. How can Tucker be lying by simply showing videotape? <laughs> I think it's what he says on top of well, it. Well, no, I think it's it what videotape he shows. I right. mean, I could, there could be the sinking of the Titanic video, and you're showing people sitting on the deck chairs lounging. See, obviously, these people aren't dead. <laughs> right. There they are. Enjoy- there they are enjoying the band playing. The music. What did the, they play on the Titanic as it went down? Oh, Near My God to Thee. Is that about right? Near My God to Thee? Yep. There probably isn't any fact about <laughs> Titanic unknown in this building. Uh, Tom, you're on the mark. Thanks for calling in. Yeah, that was uh, quite a bit of a long three minutes again there, but I figured that. Who's three uh, minutes? You mean the uh, callers' length of time on the air? Yeah, that was uh, quite, quite been... a long three minutes here when somebody was waiting, as your policy states. But... Yeah, we, we broke. The, we're, we're not doing that policy anymore. Everybody's getting about six minutes today. Well, I don't need six minutes. I just want to straighten Stanley out, which is hard to do. <laughs> but the reason, the reason that they showed this Josh Hawley on Tucker's thing, why Tucker's messing it up is because there was a well-publicized video, and it's a picture that's been all over the all over TV and all over the internet of Josh Hawley standing out in front of the Capitol pumping his fist to the crowd to these, these insurrectionists and if you didn't see it, you'd, then I don't know what well, I've seen I mean, that it's picture. Well, publicized, been on all, all the TV stations. There's pictures of it. But wasn't that in the morning it? before the riot? While the riot was going on. Oh, while it was underway. Yeah, I thought it was in the morning. Okay. Josh Hawley is standing out in front of the Capitol building, pumping his fist. Gotcha. Okay. To this crowd, and then he gets in the Capitol building, and they come in after him, and then he runs away, and that is the reason why. That is is on all the other stations so much. And Stan thinks that they're singling him out. Well, they're singling him out because of what he did, standing out in front of the Capitol pumping his fist to the crowd. And it's well publicized. It's a videos. There's pictures of it. Oh, yeah, I've seen the picture. Did you ever see it? Of course. Yeah, everybody has. Well, that's the reason why they're singling him out. I mean, Stanley has a way of twisting everything into knots to, to get it to his view. Yeah, Josh Hawley is... Tucker Carlson's Josh, view. Josh Hawley defends his role on January 6th, says he isn't sorry for any of it. He is shown, uh, of course, doing the fist pumping during the riot. Uh, says he did it to keep the crowd riled up. 
to keep the mob riled up. The Missouri Republican uh, said outside the Capitol he was forced to flee the rioters in new footage presented Thursday night by the House January 6th Committee. Yeah, this is an old story. Hawley can be seen running through a hallway in the Capitol, then quickly making his way down a staircase. Uh, So you see him running... But uh, but Representative Elaine Laurie, a Democratic member of the January 6th Committee, uh, s- described how Hawley's salute riled up the crowd and made it harder for officers to protect the complex. Yeah, that's right, because he did that fist-pumping in the morning. So uh, he helped rile up some storm. He noted, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, you know, St- Stanley, needs, Stanley needs to quit watching Fox News because it's <laughs> just nothing but garbage. Yeah, not that's long after is. that, Hawley. It is garbage. Do you watch it every day? Do I watch it? Yes. How would you know it's garbage if you don't watch it? Because they show they show uh, they show the stupidity of it on MSNBC all the time. The stupid stuff that they say. And of course, do. NBC would absolutely be fair and impartial, and only interested in presenting the facts as they are. Right. That that is a fact. That that the way are. <laughs> that is exactly what. That's exactly what sure. uh, Fox News did. They just reported what they did. Well, I mean, you're saying that you don't watch it, so you don't really know. You only know what MSNBC's interpretation oh, of it come is. On come on, Joe. Well, okay, Joe. It was fake. It was all fake. They it was all put up. It was all it was all put up deal. They went up on the moon. They went up on the moon and filmed filmed it. You probably believe that. <laughs> That's half. That'd be something that that'd be something that you and Stan would believe. You believe that something you don't watch is trash. So I'm sorry. <laughs> Oh, I see. I see enough of it. I see enough of it when they play the stupidity on MSNBC of the stupid things that these people say. I mean, you got to be an idiot to believe it. You got to be. Well, I agree. If you're you believing have to be MSNBC, sitting on your brains to believe anything that comes off of that station. If you're believing MSNBC, I completely agree with you. No, it's Fox. No, it's MSNBC. And they 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 fake the election. They fake the uh, that's all. Now they're being sued by one for one point six billion for that, and they still have their followers that think they're great. You know, I don't know what's wrong with these people, but there's something there's something missing up there. All right, we got hey. you, Tom. Thank you so much, Thanks, sir. Tom. Have a good one. Yep. You're right. 100% you right. Later. You did not need six minutes, so good for you. All right. That puts Cindy on the line. Thank you for waiting. I'm glad you didn't have to wait six minutes. That's okay. <clears throat> good morning, gentlemen. I, I believe that the previous caller was confused. I believe it was Governor Ridge that gave the Bonanza pension increases to the legislators, and he didn't. They voted it for themselves, and, of course, he signed the bill. So it, the, we, we, the people, gave the 50% increase. In the pension rate. Oh, yeah, the pension. Okay, that's right. I didn't realize that. In 2001, and a 25% increase to all state employees and public school teachers. And then a few years later, under Ridge, the fit hit the shan, if you will, because the cost of this was astronomical, and the state was not in a position to cover this hugely inflated cost which then came back on local school districts to start raising property taxes to cover this huge cost because the state contributes towards the teacher's pension, the state employee pension, but so do local people. So a local school district has to pay half of all the pension increases that come through. And that's how that got so totally out of hand Mm -hmm. and remains so. Totally, totally out of hand. 
But I wanted to bring up something I read today, which kind of left me, you know, just rolling my eyes. So I, I typically give great credence to this Spotlight Pennsylvania, this reporting group. But here's an article that starts with Shapiro's 44.4 billion dollar budget keeps spending flat. Now, what does the word? What does that mean? The phrase "spending flat" mean to you? No change, not up, not down. Thank you. So you go down to the second paragraph, which begins to explain there's a 3.6% increase in spending. (laughs) But this, this, interestingly enough, reflects a common kind of thinking within government. Because if their spending increase doesn't actually exceed the rate of inflation at the time the budget's considered, they call that a cut. They may have gotten more money, but they feel like they didn't get enough more money, and so they call themselves cut, or in this case, relatively flat. (laughs) It was flat-ish, but the editor took out the ish. Right, right. If If I said my spending on groceries is flat, that means it is not more than it was last week. Certainly didn't go up. 3.6%. 3.6%. I might have had to adjust what I purchased, which is what I expect a state government to rethink what it's buying. But that's not what happens, incredibly. They just think they've been cut because they didn't get as much more as they wanted. That's the kind of bickering that we are incessantly assaulted with out of the federal government and the state government. It's just ridiculous. And it it pains me because it gets people all riled up and pointing fingers and calling each other's names, and it's grossly deceptive, just grossly deceptive. So even if the program is wasteful, I'll give you a good example. They have one where, and they started this uh, several decades ago, when they rearranged the uh, airport system, they said, the federal government said, we will send money to these local airports to fund them for a while. It was to be for 10 years. It's now something like 30, 40 years later, they're still subsidizing these small local airports. Even though the people locally could drive to another unsubsidized local airport and get on a flight and achieve the same thing. Oddly enough, or curiously enough, most of these small local airports that receive this federal funding have one thing in common. Can you guess what it is? Uh, let's see. Republican they have they have home. runways. No, no, Republican. no, no. They <laughs> are close to the legislators who are voting the persistent funding of <laughs> these small local airports. Even Forbes magazine came out and said that this subsidy to mean to this federal largesse to these small local airports should end. And I agree. We should stop funding those local airports. That's ridiculous on the federal level. That's a local airport. If they can get enough business in, that's wonderful, and they can continue to fly. But if they can't, they shouldn't be living off the largesse of simple Americans who can't even afford to get on an airplane. Well, should we be paying farmers to grow cro- uh, not to grow crops? No, we shouldn't. Okay. No, we shouldn't. Nor should we be paying them to grow corn to make ethanol when that is not in really the, in the best interest. You know, ethanol eats your small engine uh, parts. Appliances, oh, not appliances, but uh, things like your lawnmower and your and your uh, 
snowthrower. And you wonder why those things don't start up next year. It's because you put ethanol in them. You had no choice because that's what they sell at the gas station. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. But that, you know, so you got to buy that special chemical, whose name I won't say for fear of being accused of advertising for them, in order to interfere with that damage being done. You can buy ethanol-free gas. Where? I've heard that. I went looking for it and could not. Uh, there's a website. Where to buy ethanol-free gas. <laughs> and, and there's a couple <laughs> places around here. I, I, I got it up at uh, Bear Fuel up by Benton. Uh, it says that there's oh, a place a long in... Trip. in oh, well, it, I was already going that way, so that works out for me, en route to Dushore. But um, there is a, supposedly a place in Point Township. I've never been there, and uh, there are supposedly other ones. But they're oh, kind of hidden. Yeah, they're not big advertisers. But, yeah, you can use them for your mowers. Actually, or it says the Giant sells ethanol-free gas. Four-wheelers. and Really? Uh, I'll have to look again. I have never noticed that, although I don't always buy at the Giant. Any small motor. But and then, it's uh, called the Essential Air Service. Why are we continuing to... Well, I'll tell you <laughs> who it's essential to. It's essential Congress to the people. 435 Congress people, uh, give or take change, who enjoy getting on the closest airplane to get oh, to we where... we got to go. All right, got to hit the road. Thank, Thank you, you so much, gentlemen. Cindy. All right, we thank her for calling. Hold on, Dale. we got a little bit to do here before we get to you, but we're going to get to you ASAP. I'm going to talk to you about the Hyundai Elantra. It's redesigned in 2022, and it's a huge success. So 2023 is going to be even more modern. Uh, it scores about like three-quarters of the way up uh, the overall efficiency scale in the Consumer Reports magazine. About $40,000 will be the highest high-luxury one that you could spend, Hundred forty. Seven horsepower, four-cylinder motor, fantastic gas mileage. You get up to fifty-five-zero miles to the gallon. It's not even a hybrid. Fifty miles to the gallon on the highway. So it's an economy car, economical to buy, economical to run. Great satisfaction remarks. Uh, J.B. Power says it's just a super compact economy car, slightly roomier than some of the smallest of the small vehicles. And of course, it's a Hyundai. So you get the Sunbury Motor Company going to be behind you one hundred and. You can switch to the Hyundai Accent if you want to go to a little bit schmancier one. But uh, And guess what? That's a little bit smaller. So uh, those are your choices at the Sunbury Motor Company when it comes to the economy cars that are going to get you uh, multi, multi multi-high mileage. Uh, They'd love to help you out. Sunbury Motor Company, sunburymotors.com. When car repairs get difficult. Well, I... I just don't know. Um, me neither. We get good. Sunbury Motors. More than quality new and used cars, Sunbury Motors specializes in complicated auto repair diagnosis. They can handle intricate repairs and even complete auto body with service open Monday through Friday, 7 till 4. And Sunbury Motors has made simple repairs easy. Maintaining your vehicle is necessary. Finding the time to do it is difficult. Welcome to Sunbury Motors Quick Lane. Open 7 till 4, Monday through Friday. Just walk in or call ahead. Relax in their remodeled waiting room with Wi-Fi, beverages, and snacks. Will Sunbury Motors factory train techs take care of your oil change, tire alignments, brakes, and inspections. Quick Lane, 630 to 6, Monday through Friday, Saturday, 6 30 till 2. Sunbury Motors, Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. We take the <laughs> out of auto repair. Yeah, one thing I'll tell you about Tucker Carson, he does go too deep sometimes, but I tell you, he does exercise second thoughts because, you know, just think if it wasn't for him exercising your second thought, You'll be wearing a mask that you have for seven booster lines. 
I got you. Sunbury.